you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Batter up, hear that call. The time has come for one and all together. To play ball. Yep. We are the members members of of the All-American League. League. We come from cities near and far. far. We've got Canadians, Irishmen, and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all Americans. Baseball. Play ball. Uh, b-ball 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 well different b-ball b-ball all the time b-ball two b-ball two with the bats to uh with hitting what's up obviously we're doing a league of their own <laughs> i love i love your new f- transition out of like the opening bit it's just what's up we're doing this movie <laughs> what's up we're doing this week let's just get right to it i'm tired of like puttering around talking about i, I want to talk about some 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 mom movies some mom, mom movies, movies uh as i would characterize this because i watch this movie a lot with my mom uh this is also our third hanky it's our third hanky no it's our fourth hanky uh, uh mazes and monsters you've got mail mm-hmm. that thing you do look at their own this is hanky number four hanky number four one more we get a free one um <laughs> We have the panky punch card. Anyway, um, this is a movie I watched a lot as a kid because uh, it was on TV a lot. My mom mm-hmm. watched it frequently. Your mom um, is Gina Davis. Yeah, my mom is Gina Davis. She watches a lot of her own movies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a mom movie to me, and I may have described this before because I think we've done a mom movie before. or Maybe. I mean, I'm um, sure we have. I don't think you've described it. but Yeah, I'm talking about Steel Magnolias, Fried Green mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Um, Mars needs moms. We did this bit last week. We did as well. Yeah, at the end, after you picked League of Their Own, you called it a mom movie and then listed at least still Magnolias. Oh, really? That's funny. And then I said Mars. I said Mars needs moms, and it was yeah. It was the highlight of the episode. Basically, anything early Julia Roberts is a kind of a mom movie, like Mystic Pizza, um, Runaway Bride, uh, Mystic Bride, The Runaway Pizza. And I actually really love this movie. Um, I don't know. It's a good movie. I don't know if like a lot of it is nostalgia or like because of it's it's like a kind of a history sort of slice of like starting sort of talking about this like very niche like small part of hist of of history or whatever. But I I genuinely like it. So uh, two things. One, this falls into the purview of our last hanky. That thing you do. It's not really a story. It's like a, a very just. Mm-hmm fun funny slice of life like here's what happened it's not really like an arc like gina davis doesn't decide i don't need to go home to my husband i want to play baseball kit doesn't like learn that she doesn't have to live in her sister's shadow like nobody learns anything tom hanks still probably an alcoholic in this movie as far as i know but like it's just fun 
Yeah, um, it's kind of a story about people, like, and, <laughs> like, what people's minds were like around that time and, like, what this thing was, like, trying to explain what the All-American Women's League, I think is what it was called. Like, it's, like, the AA something, something W or something. But, like, um, yeah, trying just to remind people that this was a thing and it was, like, kind of a really kind of a really cool thing that happened during the war uh, uh, that isn't talked about a lot. Um, probably without this movie, people wouldn't know that there was a women's league. Like I, uh, It was the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. There we go. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I, I, really like I also have a recommendation for anybody who really liked this movie. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. A lot of League of Their Own energy about, um, weirdly, Kurt Russell's dad starting a like triple A mm-hmm. minor league team in Portland, um, and it being very like kind of um, little not little rascals, little giants League of Their Own kind of vibe. Like, and it's a true story. So if you really like this movie, that has a lot of the same energy. Okay. Also, a lot of Kurt Russell talking about baseball and his dad. Yeah, yeah. Which I know everyone here is a fan of. Oh, yeah. Both. And Madison is a sports, big sports fan. Big sports thing. Yeah, I've gone to two baseball games in the last few weeks. Uh, one White Sox game, which was the largest thing I've been to in the last year with the most people. And it was... Other than that good. orgy. Yeah, other than an orgy. The super yeah. orgy, yeah. Yeah. Like, right in the middle of the pandemic, whether I just went to an orgy. Yeah. It was really... The very, Aldi's super orgy. The yeah. Aldi's super orgy. Um, it was between aisle two and two and three. You think it'd be between aisle six and nine, but it wasn't. We Everyone wanted to be two and three. it'd be between the whole store yeah. if it's a super orgy. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We wanted to fit it in all in one aisle. Um, that was... Oh, I see. You stacked them high, not... Yeah, long. yeah. Exactly. I almost uh, said deep, but that was more of an innuendo that I wanted to go for. God. How did we get here? Uh, <laughs> I led you here for I am Spartacus. No, but this is, I, I didn't mean to digress that far, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's a good documentary, uh, but it has a lot of the same vibes as this movie. And I just, like the movie itself is fine. I think mm-hmm. it, I, it can be a little slow in places, but mm-hmm. I think maybe because there's not really like an arc. Yeah. It's more of just like, here's what happened. That it drags a little bit, but generally it's very fun. I mean, it's written, I believe, written by Penny Marshall, so the jokes are zinging. Yeah, it was it was dire- definitely directed by her. Um, Let's take a look who wrote it. Um, yeah, I was looking at some stuff about this movie on like IMDb's trivia, and apparently there was a love story between Dottie and um, Tom Hanks. No, what? Yeah, I mean uh Dottie, Dottie and Jimmy uh, that which is Tom Hanks's character um that they considered and like the studio really wanted but Penny Marshall was like I don't want to like ham fist a love story in the middle of this um also cuz they already pre-established that Dottie is married and like pretty devoted oh. and interested in her husband yeah. Bill Pullman. They established that many 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 times. Oh yeah, so story by Kim Wilson Kelly Candile, Kendale, screenplay by Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel, which is one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, apparently, uh, John Lovitz's character was actually a larger part of the original movie that they shot, 
but they also decided to cut a lot of his scenes and just left all the times where he was kind of a jerk, like for comedy purposes, because uh, they thought it like played better. I'm looking up. Uh, I looked up Babalu Mandel, and one other than working with Penny Marshall a decent amount, like um, Laverne and Shirley, he wrote Splash, Spies Like Us, uh, Gung Ho. There's a, a few things here, stuff that we wouldn't maybe recognize. Oh, where the uh, where wrote, the heart where the heart is with Natalie Portman, where she works at Walmart, works City and lives Slickers. at Walmart. He wrote City Slickers, League of Their Own, obviously City Slickers Two. Um, there's something else though, Robots, the 2005 animated Robots Hell movie. Yeah. He wrote the script. He wrote Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon. He wrote the Tooth Fairy with The Rock. Did he write Tooth Fairy Two with Larry the Cable Guy? No, but it's just like, what a wild career for Babalu Mandel. To go back to League of Their Own a little bit, um, I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but they are making a reboot of this on Amazon. Um, And two of the people that are connected that I saw are Darcy Carden and uh, Abby Jacobson, which like gets me pretty excited about it. Um, Um. On top of which, they've announced, I believe, Nick Offerman is playing the Tom Hanks character. Mm, that'd be great. Yeah, that's not, uh, I, I'll, I'll watch it, probably. Um, I, like I said, I really love this movie in general. Um, I have a lot of, I have a nostalgia for it, so I don't know if it's, that affects it too much, probably. But I kind of forgot, like, everyone who was in this movie, because Madonna's in this movie, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell. Yeah. Betty Scrim, who uh, I noticed from Monk, this, the show Monk, she plays Sharona on the first four seasons or five seasons of Monk, I think it was. Uh, something along that those lines. I'm not sure exactly how many it was, but she was uh, the first assistant. Also, what a great name. Betty Schram is such a good, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. This movie just full of good names. Babalu Mandel, Biddy Shram, Tom Hanks. One of my favorite jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some like not great stuff in it a little no. bit. Like there's a particular uh, character named Marla. I think her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a whole thing where um, they do the John Lovitz's character doesn't want to let her into the league because she's not attractive. Um, mm-hmm. traditionally attractive um, but she she has one of the they, they let her in the league anyway because because uh, uh, Dottie and Kit are just like we're not going unless you let this wonderful player in the league which is a great moment as well mm-hmm. like one of my favorite moments is when they're in the bar uh, they have a bar scene where they're like hanging out with like a bunch of army guys and have this huge mm-hmm. dance number which is kind of like out of place yeah. in the movie but it's awesome like like madonna has this whole huge dance number with uh some of these army guys who are also very good dancers for some reason yeah. um but uh gina davis's character comes and picks them all up and during that point part when she's talking to them this song is playing in the background it's uh it had to be you It had to be you. I wandered around and I finally found the somebody who. And it's playing in the background through this entire scene when she's like gathering the girls to be like, oh, we need to get back. The person from like the um, the head office is coming back. We can't be caught out of bunk or whatever. 
Right. And then she's like, wait, where's Marla? And you, and then it turns to like the person singing and Marla's been singing the song that was playing in the background the entire time. so fucking funny and also uh she's like serenading not the bar but this one nerdy fucking i'm singing dude. to nelson I love Sing- it. Like, i'm singing to nelson <laughs> i'm singing to nelson and then there's just this nerdy dad who's like just dead eye and singing to him and he's like enthralled by it like just in the middle of this really crowded busy bar it's it's a it's a wonderful moment this movie is pretty funny like throughout oh, yeah. most of it um and like i'll say this for marla's actress because like you never like she makes some she makes great faces yeah. like one of the reviews i saw on, on letterbox that didn't make it into the tomato wasn't funny was like i feel bad for laughing at a lot of the comedy at marla's expense but she pulls these faces oh yeah that sells the joke it's like you can't help but sort of watch just because she like really just can make these amazing faces and it makes like it sells the bit and it's so funny the whole thing with her character being like not attractive they like sort of like are submersive with it which is like oh yeah she's a great ball player and also what is attractiveness right you know it's like who is just like i think the movie kind of turns that whole thing on its head just like oh everyone is attractive to somebody right you know Mm -hmm. like you know and it's not about like kind of if anything the cast is fighting against that kind of stuff because the marketing for the baseball team it's like oh you all have to be sexy and then like no we're gonna get fucking dirty like i think like one of my favorite moments at the end when Kit is talking to the little girls or whatever who are uh-huh. like signing her things and like as they're walking away that she's like, Oh yeah, like keep playing ball, get dirty, you know, like it's it's cool. As the one of the buses is driving away, the slogan for that team is dirt in the skirt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a wild phrase, but it's also a very good motto. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you have any any parts that you like particularly enjoyed that were like st- stood out for you? Um, let me think. Cause I mean, like, I agree with you. Like the whole movie is very like, I don't really have any standout bits necessarily. I did like, um, uh, Madonna teaching the illiterate ball player how to read with like smut was very, Oh funny. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. A lot. I think they used, uh, Stillwell or Sitwell the kid pretty well. Um, like, annoying bratty kid they use him the right amount in the right places like there's the the inevitable montage of like life on the road playing baseball and there's a bit where tom hanks and maybe Dottie are holding him up and uh he yells to biddy shram to like hey come over your kid ate the lineup or something like that and it's just like Mm -hmm. good bits like that yeah Uh, there's one where he's sitting there and there's like a woman changing next to him i think she's like pulled up her skirt to like pull up some stockings Uh, it's nothing sexual and he's sitting with his hands kind of cupped around his eyes and then at one point he just like lifts the cover and it's just looking at her leg like it's not like he's like looking up her skirt or anything mm-hmm. but like i don't know all of the bits of this are just like very finely balanced yeah. and, and very good other than john lovitz but jackson i watched this with jackson again um and we were talking about john lovitz and i was just saying that like the thing i like about his character too is that um he's like cartoonishly gross in a way yeah. like the movie isn't like 
look at the, they're making him over the top so yeah. that he is like a cartoon villain and not like just sleazy like he is sleazy but for comedic effect and you're not supposed to like agree or like him yeah yeah he's sort of a character that always like digs at whoever he's with like you know it's like he's just constantly insulting people like it's kind yeah. of like his whole character i'm one i'm really interested in like what was his bigger role that they cut like his if he was a bigger part of like what I'm just kind of wondering, like, what his story would have been in the movie, right? You know, he like, and Kit had a love story. And... <laughs> yeah, that that'd be wild. Um, there's one more part I just thought I remembered. Yeah, um, there's this movie is taking place during World War II, um, and the whole reason there are the base like uh, this women's baseball league is because the the boys are overseas, mm-hmm. and a lot of the women have like husbands in the war um and they do a thing where they one of the husbands dies mm-hmm. um and this messenger comes in to the women's changing room like the like the changing room and it's one movie it's one of the parts of the movie that like just kind of like stuck out to me it's like this is like re- re- really weird tonally because the guy and I might and I might put it in here like sure. he's just like like, he comes in and he's just like, oh, the name's not there. How am I supposed to, like, he says something to the effect, how am I going to tell one of these women that their husband is dead if I don't have the right name? Like, he says that in front of them. Like, as they're all looking on, like, forlorn. And, like, it's like he's, the, the messenger's the only guy in the room who doesn't understand what, like. Yeah, because Tom Hanks comes over and he's like, just give me the letter. He's like, no, I can't. It's like, give me, just give me the fucking letter. And the guy's like, get the so fuck out Hanks of here. Yeah, Tom Hanks takes it from him and starts showing. He's like, "I'm from the War Department" or whatever. Yeah, it's like he he is. It's like he's like out of out of the world of the movie a little bit. It's like it's like he was basically there for a plot and to make that moment really sad. Like of just like, oh, the women know somebody died. Like it was also like I don't know. I just it. I really think Bill Paxton's character or Dottie's husband rather probably should have just died in the war. She didn't have to get with Tom Hanks, but like he didn't really serve a purpose other than like a reason for her not to be with Tom Hanks and then to quit baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's fine. I get it. Like the, honestly, if he had died or even if he hadn't actually keeping some kind of love story in there to like up some tension might've at least felt like an arc, but I'm sure. not trying to like, I, I really like this movie as is like, I'm not saying, Oh, I didn't like it. And this is how you fix it. Like, mm-hmm. I just think like that might have engaged me a little bit more in like what's happening in the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, the I I hear what you mean, or like not. It could have been like something like, oh, this is a thing that could have been, but this is a weird moment in time that like I think that's probably what the studio was thinking too, like uh, with it, mm-hmm. just like oh, maybe this would have been a romance, even though Tom Hanks's character is like he's an asshole like he's yeah. like a horrible person <laughs> like like he's he's i mean um, he kind of gets better he kind of gets better by he, the, like, he, he gets into actually doing his job and like helping with the game but i don't think he actually changes that much he, oh he, no he's he, still a dick i just mean yeah. i think he grows like he grows enough as a person that he like values them as baseball player like he turns down a position yeah. like at the time like proper men's minor league yeah, yeah. professional thing and like turns it down because he's got this team already or whatever like I think that was meant to be the extent of his character growth. I mean, the, oh, that scene opens with two kids asking for an autograph, and he writes on the ball, don't get the clap, and yeah, then yeah. signs it. So, like, he's still he's still a dick. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, the movie does a good job. Maybe not does it a good job, but, do, like, does a job of, like, 
realizing that at the time at the at like the corporation level the guy who's selling the candy bars who's like putting on this whole league right. just like oh this is a gimmick and like by the end of it it's like the people involved in it and the people who like love it like tom hanks's character the marketing guy mm-hmm. with the glasses which i forget his name like uh, lowenthal or lowenstein yeah. yeah the players uh like they're like no this isn't a gimmick this is what we want to do we really love this and we want to continue it and in real life it had continued for like 10 more years until um mm-hmm. What I was reading that uh, it continued until uh, televised games started happening and it just didn't have the same effect or something sure. that the live games did. So, um, but yeah. Well, you like this movie. Yes. And I like this movie. And it may surprise you to learn that other people had opinions on it. That's right, gang. I've been down to the post box. And this week we have a, just a few letters here. Uh, Our first one comes from Ashley, who has a pro rating. She gave us four stars. Sometimes a family is a group of baseball playing lesbians and Tom Hanks. End of review. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, A lot of reviews about, and not like distasteful reviews about how pretty much everybody on this, these these are all like lesbians and they're in love with each other. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they have love for each other. I could see it. Like, there's some, like, queer... There's some queerness to the relationships that are just, like, very... um, Definitely untraditional Mm -hmm. for the time, right? You Mm -hmm. know, like, uh, that they... This was happening in, because this was happening in the 40s, right? Um, So, I can see that. Uh, I I could definitely see that. Um, Our next review comes from Fran Hopfner. Who is a, has a patron rating? I'm not sure what that means, um, but she has she gave us four stars as well. Madonna teaching the illiterate woman to read erotica is the same thing as being an adjunct English professor. End of review. <laughs> I like that. The wild thing about that one, like it was played like a little bit too much. I think they like I, that was a very sweet story about like her teaching her how to read and everything. But when they go to the future again, that woman is like. I'm a doctor now, <laughs> you know, like it's really like a little over the top. Like I'm not saying that she couldn't have become a doctor, but they're really like nailing the home. It's like, not only did she get learn how to read, she became a freaking doctor too. Be- all thanks to Madonna teaching her how to read erotica all those years back. I'm a sex therapist. Um, our last review comes from a reviewer named Jackson Fleming, who while looking through these, it looks like this is someone with a little bit of clout, apparently reviewing movies. This review comes from Jackson Fleming who gave it five stars. And I'm really only going to read the introduction because it's just a wild introduction. Yeah. To celebrate 100 followers and me telling you that I'm actually 13, I decided to watch the single greatest film ever made. Huh? I also found a later review from Jackson that I didn't include. That was Basically, just like a status update, like, sorry, guys, not going to be posting anything tonight. I've got this to do. It's like, why are you posting like a Facebook status in Letterboxd for yeah. a League of Their Own with which you've already posted a review? Yeah. Uh, but I did see I'm, a few people shout out Jackson Fleming. I saw a few reviews from them in this movie specifically. So it looks like they are a known quantity. So keep an eye out here for jackson fleming watch that's not i would almost said jackson watch but we have jackson yeah. our friend and then i almost said fleming watch but we have jesse yeah yeah who, you know after 110 episodes is definitely going to come back yeah yeah i i am convinced now now that the pro rating scandal has been like or like the pro rating thing has become more 
evident of exactly what that is. Does what well, does does Jackson Fleming have a pro rating? Uh, no, Jackson Fleming does not have a pro rating. See, they don't need pro. Jackson Fleming doesn't need a pro rating to get all those followers. Jackson Fleming did this work themselves. Also, stay tuned for Madison's continued crusade to do away with the pro rating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. The more I understand, I I see <clears throat> I see Letterbox not as like this is a place to get movie review like user movie reviews. It seems like a social network. Like, like, I liken it to the Goodreads. It's like Goodreads, but for movies. Like, yeah. I use Letterbox to when I watch a movie, I'll log that I watched it so that I can keep track of like how many movies I watch in a year, sure. or like when I watch certain movies, or like I, I'll rate them, but also just like to maybe get recommendations from Letterbox. I'm like, oh, you like that? You might like that. Whatever. Like, yeah. but there are people who legitimately are like either like trying to build a fan base via Letterbox mm-hmm. or use it as some kind of like, like movie augment system or something to like get all these special features about movies or whatever. And I'm like, I just hit the button that I watched a movie so I can log that I watched, you know, this many movies this year. Some people just want to get letterbox famous and that's, that's enough Mm -hmm. for them. And that's, that's perfectly fine. I'm done. I'm I'm done with letterbox influencer. Yeah. You, you joke, but I bet that is a thing. I bet people like, I I bet there are people who go to certain reviewers and are just like, Oh, Hey, like I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna check, see what, see what Jackson Fleming thinks about this movie. I really respect them. Um, I, I've kind of switched on being so anti Letterbox people to being kind of like, okay, I kind of get what they're doing now, or at least mm-hmm. I understand it. And also that the pro rating thing is a paid service, which is wild. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's cool. the end of the reviews. Cool. Are you ready to return to? I think your favorite game that I have. Okay. More more like this. I love more like this. I'll tell you why. You don't you, you don't like Kachinga Ding Ding. I mean Chinga Ding Ding is fun. I this one is a little bit more of a game than Chinga Ding Ding. <laughs> uh, and then I try to remember the the other one that we played last or two it's, times uh, ago. What, what script am I on? Yeah, what, I what movie could take or leave what script I'm. I have an, I have a pitch for how to maybe, um, and we can cut this if you want to up the maybe comedy value of what script am I in, and that's where when you give me the script, you also pick to like, okay, you're gonna read this as Darth Vader, and I'm gonna read this where, oh, and then we have to do funny voices, and it doesn't have to be relevant to the movie it is, but that way there's at least an added level, because like, I started doing the Jerry Seinfeld voice as soon as I realized mm-hmm. it was B-movie, and I thought that could be a little little extra level of fun to okay. what script am I in. But I, I do like more like this. This is, my, this is my favorite game that you come up with, and Correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't just my favorite game show within a show. It's everyone's favorite game show in a show in which you take. No, go ahead. No, no, go right ahead. You, sure. You... Uh, it's where you take a, a. You go through the options of more like this or other movies that might be similar. Uh, you take two that are real. You make up a third one, and I have to figure out which is the one that you made up. Is that correct, or am I thinking of a different bit that you're doing? You're exactly right, Mike. This is everyone's favorite game show within a show where I take. Um, um... <laughs> where i get i read the synopsis of three movies one of two one of them is fake two of them are real and you have to find the fake one yeah so uh here are the three movies for this more like this um uh, i always say it's like it gets a little harder every week but um i'm trying to like get into your mind of like maybe mike has seen this movie and this is a bad poll but movie number one little big league 
1994, starring Luke Edwards. When his grandfather dies, 12-year-old Billy suddenly becomes the heir to the Minnesota Twins baseball team. He believes he can get the Twins out of their current slump by managing them personally. Movie number two. Those Damn Yankees, 1993, starring Tim Robbins. A man who loves the game of baseball takes that love to an extreme as he assumes the identity of a newly drafted and recently deceased baseball player that he shares a resemblance to. Under this assumed identity, he plays for the Washington Senators, who are in a in tight competition with the New York Yankees. Hmm. Movie number three, Renaissance Man, 1994, starring Danny DeVito. After getting canned from his advertising job, a down-and-out down divorcee gets a gig teaching English at a nearby army base. There, he turns a group of underachieving youths into thespians by introducing them to Hamlet and other works of William Shakespeare. Which one of these is the fake one? That those damn Yankees is the one you made up. Uh, I know there is a property or product called damn Yankees, I think, and I'm thinking maybe you're playing on that, but I'm pretty sure I've heard of Little Big League, and Renaissance Man is also ringing a bell, so I'm going to go with... The middle one, option two, locked in. Locked in? Yeah. At those damn Yankees? Yeah, okay. I Are you it. sure? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was playing off of that. Um, I took the plot of Damn Yankees, which is also a musical. It's a, it's a, right. it's a musical. Um, and I switched it. It's kind of a similar plot, though, except he doesn't assume the identity of a dead person, uh, a, de- a dead baseball player. He makes a deal with the devil, ages himself backwards, and becomes a member of the uh, the Washington Senators to compete against the Yankees. It's huh. it's a wild musical. Uh, really, uh, I saw it in high school. My high school put it on. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty out there. Um, but yeah, so there you go. You got four wins under your belt, I believe. If I'm counting correctly. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll take it. So. Um, are you going to cash it in? Are you saving up still? I'm going to keep saving up. I think uh, we're either going to go... We might go f- right out of the gate for uh, script, but mm, okay. we'll see. Um, I'm not going to do that every time, but I think for this first one, since it's on the board, I might... Uh, might go for it. Might go for it. Who knows? I might burn my one wish and then save up and make you do the script anyway, and then as we establish as a possibility. Is a possibility. It's a lame one, <laughs> but it is a built-in cheat that I did not. I mean, some might I say it's kind of lame for. that you won't let me have multiple wishes, but yeah, that's also true. But you know, uh, those people are losers. Those people are losers. They're big old <laughs> losers, big old nerds. All right, then we'll go ahead, and our thirty minutes starts now. So you said you didn't really have too many ideas for this. I have a very dumb idea just based off of a title that i thought of but i don't which i would be like we should totally do this if i knew enough about the property that i am referencing okay. but What's it your is idea? a league of legends of their own <laughs> <laughs> i know that's nothing about league of legends though that's the problem i don't really either or else i would yeah that was i mean 
With that logic, though, we could also then do a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen of their own. That's true. Um, yeah, we've already done I, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it could tie in to the universe that Ian and Lauren uh, pitched. But I have a similarly stupid idea, mm-hmm. and it gets a little tricky for us. Okay. When you first pitched this movie, my brain went down the idea of all these women who are good at baseball and had to quit or decided to quit or retire, um, having to come back for like one last game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the logical, well, the, in my terms, logical next thought was because the Looney Tunes need their mm-hmm. help to defeat aliens. I knew that's exactly um, where you were going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Jackson, I told that idea to them, and they did say a Space Jam of their own, which I think is a very good title. Um, I did have other ideas. One is their um, that team gets drafted for a different sport. Like, the older versions mm. of those women get drafted for, like, football. Um, you know, it's... I think the Space Jam angle... We've done Space Jam before, so it's, like, a weird, like... Because Space Jam was our second episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... This is a little different, and it is kind of, um, I don't know, like, that movie's about to come out, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of timely if we did do that now. Um, I'll say maybe um, they might take us to to the podcast court on this, but I, I, I think I really like that idea. I almost want to do it with another... Not the Looney Tunes, though. Like some That's other, what I would agree. I'd say as well. Some other property. So it's like a sort of knockoff of... And that, like they were trying to capture the Space Jam energy, right? You know, mm-hmm. like... Um, Absolutely. So, so it's not really a Space Jam sequel. It is a um, a knockoff. Oh, a knockoff of, uh, of Space Jam where instead of uh, the Looney Tunes, it's Nickelodeon characters from the 90s right or oh my god um uh yeah okay so let's it looks like this is what we're doing so let's go ahead and decide what like franchise proper like network properties that were yeah so like now Nick, 90s nickelodeon is pretty good mm-hmm. i want to pause here yeah. for those listening rolling their eyes that we're doing this just like what what there's no logical sequel to a league of their own Right, like there, there's there were... no satisfying thing. We can't. We could sit here and do a good sequel to League of Their Own. You would listen to us describe a good movie, like where it's like, and then this happens, and it's really good. You right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and it's just like what they're gonna play another baseball yeah. series or something like, and then we have a montage of baseball scenes. Yeah, yeah, like right, like what what would it be? This is the equalizer and energy that we made our, we, we made, we made our, um, we made our bones on. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think this makes the most sense for us. So, uh, are you good with the Rugrats and cat dog and Hey Arnold? I'm fine with kids? 90s Nickelodeon. I didn't know if we wanted to like take a second and look around at what else was available, but I'm good with 90s Nick. Well, adjacent to that is the Cartoon Network suite True. of like of the same sort of era of being like Dexter's Laboratory, um, Johnny Bravo, I am Weasel, Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, Courage the Cowardly oh, Dog, I am uh, Baboon, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, oh man um so there's like all of that stuff um i'm probably a little bit more nicktoon 
knowledgeable. I, I know both, like, um, and I watched um, both, but. Just to put everybody on the table, we do then also have like Toon Disney of like Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, mm. um, Chippendale be, Rescue Rangers. This would be the one that I'd be least knowledgeable of okay. myself. Let's go with 90s Nick. I could probably hang in with all three of them, but if 90s Nick is your mm. where you're comfortable, then let's do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's the instigator? Like, um, it can't be aliens, you know. It has to be something else. Right. It's mole people. I literally was going to say mole people, actually. Um, it's mole people who have been living at the center of the earth for hundreds of years, feeling that they're trapped underneath the earth. And then they uh, come up and they're going to take over everyone, but they're going to play a game of baseball instead. Mm-hmm. Um you you start saying words. What do you what do you what's in your mind? I sorry. No, I mean just a, a hundred screaming voices. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the mole people. Let's let's spend a little bit of time talking about the mole people's like not motivation. Like Space Jam, the it was like a failing space theme park, and they needed a new attraction, and they found the Looney Tunes. What is it about the Nickelodeon? suite of the orange years as they're referred to the Mm. characters of the orange years who like what is it about them that the mole people are drawn to also where the where what pocket dimension are the nicktoons hiding out in because like looney tune land is like underground or whatever in the hollow earth as you might believe with king kong versus godzilla or whatever um i like the idea that this is like a um a modern sense it's a modern it's a modern day uh, sequel um oh so they're all old they're all old um and what they um i think they live in like wow. n- nostalgia verse like i'm thinking of like a nostalgia verse of like where they're maybe we could like incorporate some of those other cartoons of just like these very 90s cartoon aesthetics like stuff that like uh, all these characters sort of live in this area of like this pocket universe that is like '90s nostalgia, along with like um, overalls <laughs> and uh, backwards caps. Uh, basically, all the stuff you saw in the Babysitters Club like aesthetic. <laughs> um. Yeah. Also, jelly bands. Uh, I think it would be kind of funny bracelets. if if we're going to like do something a la like Looney Tune land. It would be funny if it's basically the same. It's just instead of going like right, you go left and that's mm-hmm. where you get to the Nicktoon world. Yeah. Um, And then the mole people are, they don't have nostalgia and they want nostalgia. Like that's oh, kind of, we're back around to what is the, why are they yeah. attacking the Nicktoons? Yeah. It's like, what the, what do the Nicktoons have? I, I like the, like the idea of like nostalgia is like a hard thing to like, quantify or whatever like right but maybe it's sort of like oh these things are the most like memor i like like people pine for this stuff right you know um uh and yeah or it could be Uh, something it could be something else like it could be like actual like zaniness or like um um yes mike is stopped and like is holding up a finger where does slime come from? Okay, yeah. So um, famously, for anyone who doesn't know, for some reason, 
their orange years of Nickelodeon, they were just sliming everybody. Sliming everything. So maybe they have depleted the moment's natural reservoir. Like don't so like they've taken more slime. Like they mm. too they dug too deep and too greedily for the okay. slime. So this is some somehow this is gonna turn back around to a league of their own <laughs> at some point. <laughs> to be about League of Their Own. But we have to establish this like lore of in the nineties that um the execs of Nickelodeon yeah. uh fucking made a mine for the slime mm-hmm. they didn't make the slime in a lab or it wasn't like yeah. uh anything they, they fucking they... tapped an oil well into the mole man's home and just started pumping out that green goo yeah yeah and the mole people want revenge mm-hmm. and um they blame so they, they they're trying to find out like what why do they need this slime they're trying to tack into like or hack into they're, they're trying to hack into airwaves um and they get um sort of like um that episode of Futurama where they they get the soap opera so many years like after it was actually yeah. on right like they get like they they see like classic Nicktoon like the lineup and with like Nickelodeon and the slime and stuff and like that's like oh that's our slime they're using it in Double Dare um and uh um they actually go uh, one of the first things that they do it was just getting into the narrative but they capture mark summers and bring yeah. him down below and like like bring us the head of mark summers <laughs> yeah uh jesus christ anyway um how does it get to baseball um maybe that the i think on hey arnold they play baseball pretty frequently yeah. because they played it in the streets um, because they always That's had a good to, call. and then Gerald's field. Yeah. Yeah. And Gerald's field. So maybe they catch an episode of that and they're like, Oh, like this is, um, this is when, uh, like they want to play for it or like, I don't know. They have, they get into some oh, sort of argument. Trial by combat. Trial by combat. They think baseball is like their combat. Or they convince they convince the mole men. The mole men are like you, oh, so we had this, and so they convince the mole men for a trial by combat, and they decide on baseball as the combat. I know that. <laughs> Sorry for the listener. While medicine's gathering a thought, I said trial by combat, and they took off their glasses, pressed both hands against their face as hard as they could, and sat quietly, and then started. So uh, the, the way you started that was like you're gonna break up with me. <laughs> We're getting farther away from a league of their own <laughs> in what I'm about to say. But okay. there is like a built-in like on old Nickelodeon. There was like Double Dare and uh, Legend oh, of the Hidden yeah, Temple true. and like stuff like that. And it's like uh, um, uh, Nickelodeon Guts and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, we want to encapsulate like the, the Nicktoons would have, we can do baseball stuff. I think we, maybe we should stick to baseball um, to actually be a copy. Like, but mm-hmm. um, there is all that stuff on the table if we needed to do that. If we want to do like a gladiator games, then baseball is there as well. But um, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, none of this makes sense, but sure. to put all those old ass women through like the Legends of the Hidden <laughs> yeah, Temple yeah, yeah. run or whatever, like With the cookie in getting their mouth. Them for, yeah, <laughs> getting them for baseball makes sense yes yes um okay so um we're sticking with baseball they see it on um they see it on cat they see it on hey arnold i think cat dog definitely had a baseball episode at least at one probably. point um, i mean i'm sure rugrats did as well like I, it's honestly i think the idea being that they're they're they've discovered that like nickelodeon has been stealing all their slime or whatever and so they um mm-hmm 
kidnap Mark Summers, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, and the Nicktoons. So that's there's so much live action also on Nickelodeon. I'm trying to figure out how we work in Nicktoons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, uh, one of the things we're getting into the story and like the bits here a little bit, but mm-hmm. like Mark Summers is just like, why couldn't you have captured Summer Sanders, uh, <laughs> like or something like that? It's like try to just throw her under the bus. Um, Kel's not doing anything. Yeah, uh, I don't even like uh, like Mark Summers. His, like famously was actually sort of a germaphobe a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, um, and it's just like I didn't even touch the stuff. Why are you interviewing me? <laughs> like, I'm just imagining how this like inner, uh, this like uh, this interrogation goes with them. But I do think, um, they do contact the nicktoons who is the leader of the nicktoons like i think maybe like who's the bugs bunny like right like um i well, would the say the first shows that Dis- that nickelodeon launched were ren and stimpy doug and rugrats Rugrat. yeah so they would have like seniority in a way mm-hmm. um i mean i think it'd be very funny if tommy pickles was like sure. the leader of the nicktoons yeah. like weirdly this like baby is their leader yeah yeah here's a pitch for you <laughs> no pun intended um it's like they kidnap Mark Summers and the everybody in Nicktoon lands all in a buzz because like maybe the mole people have also like moved on Nicktoon world as well. Um, and they, they see through the TV into like Dottie's house or her grandkids or something like that and see like the baseball trophy, like the, the newspaper clippings of her, from like her time in the all American girls professional baseball league. Um, and stuff like that. And that's how they get the teenager. Like they see them and it's like, Oh, base, whatever. I don't know. Like why? Let me, we're not getting to the actual movie yet. Cause there's some questions you have to answer up front, which now is why don't they go for like a rod or like, other than the fact that because it's a league of their own sequel, what is it about the fucking, Rixton Peaches that is like this is the ideal team for us. What if um they're like uh hmm. I I wanna kinda get into like a thing of like oh okay so we'll uh we'll do this um but we pick uh we pick the people who fill in your team or whatever like and then the other people do like another thing. So they look at like I think maybe they, like, while they're, like, they have invaded Nicktoon world or whatever, they see uh-huh. that Grandpa and Grandma from um, Hey Arnold are, like, watching a league of their own on, like, or watching, like, some sort of documentary about these people. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this, uh, this like, this this team from the fucking, the fucking, like, 40s that, like, only played for, like, 10 years. Like, yeah, that's just, like, um, that... Or we get the, um, maybe the Nicktoons try to contact, like, different people, but, like, maybe, um, like, like, they can't get to anybody else. They kind of, maybe they can only access people through nostalgia or something like that, or through, like, like, nostalgic means. I mean, we can also Uh, say that because most of those women are probably grandmothers at this point. Yeah. Um, they're watching cartoons with their grandkids and like fucking Mark McGuire isn't watching Hey Arnold, whatever, like, 
it's like okay like they're good at they're and they're good at baseball not just like you're the only ones we could get it's like mm-hmm. we actually managed to pretty much get in contact with the whole team at once i do like the idea that like these older women are teaming up with these nicktoons like mm-hmm. who they have no nostalgia for right like they don't mm-hmm. really have a lot of like like um they don't have any a lot, a lot of relevance for who fucking winslow from cat dog is right you know like um Hmm. or the rabbit whatever his fucking name was which might have just I think been that was mr the rabbit, rabbit. Um, uh, well the rabbit wasn't winslow no winslow was there the little mouse the blue mouse um, uh, okay. that lived with them um but anyway yeah so they they um contact them um or maybe like i don't know like it could be is there like a scientist character in uh, Nicktoons world? I mean, yes, somewhere. Who, who like got to pick? Uh, Stu somewhere. Pickles is an inventor. Stu Pickles is he makes inventor. toys, but yeah. Um, who else? Jimmy Neutron. Let's let's co- Jimmy like, Neutron. Like, there you go. That's later on, though. Like, but like, um, I think it fits. well, let me put it this way: we have about twelve minutes, so we maybe don't pick. We don't get specific at this moment about who their inventor is, mm, and we come yeah. back to it. What I was going to say is like, oh, yeah, like we got this in the bag. We're going to just transport a bunch of baseball people, like historic baseball people from here. And they have like on the screen, like Babe Ruth and like um, mm-hmm. like uh, Lou, Lou Gehrig and uh, a Rock. Yeah, Mickey Mantle, a Rock. Like, you know, like it's like that, like all these people. And then like something like switches and they accidentally like bring all the people from a league of their own from the peaches into the, into the world, like accidentally. So um, um, they try to get Tom Hanks's character from when he played professional ball, mm, but because the inventor character who we will name in a moment or come up with their own person, their machine fucks up. They pull his team from when he coached the all American girls professional baseball league. I have a, I you know what I have an idea. If you can't find a scientist character, um, that's there's Invader Zim, which would be pretty good. Like he's like not, uh, he's not really a scientist. He's like an alien who like uses science. But that would be good. Um, there's also let me pitch you my idea, and if you don't like it, we can go with Invader Zim. Yeah. In Doug, his neighbor, Mister Dink traditionally buys a bunch of gadgets that are very expensive so that's gonna be how he's like oh i bought a machine that'll help us get baseball players in the past very expensive yeah let's keep it that because i also think invader zim's a little later yeah yeah it's mr dink uh has a machine that he has bought very expensive does this and he they think it's going to transport all these like famous like people including tom hanks's character but it gets like it malfunctions like his shit does you know like and it brings all those people back it brings them as old women right or does it bring back the peaches in their prime let's do the peaches as the actresses are today so like not like old ass gina davis from the movie like like gina davis as she as old as she is today or something like that we can also set this back closer to the 90s so it could be them roughly in their prime no it's got it's got to be a very late sequel just like the space jam one is like you know like the new space jam is it's got to be modern i think sure um okay then it's modern day gina davis and madonna and biddy shram and everybody o'donnell 
Uh, so they bring the peaches in and they explain about the mole men and the slime and the hostage Mark Summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they've convinced the mole men that they're the, to a trial by combat via baseball. Yeah, yeah. And they need their help. To win back the, um, to, for the, for, to win Nicktoon land back, right? Because the mole men have, like, invaded it, right? Like, for stealing all the slime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, maybe they have a process where they're going to turn Nicktoon land into slime. Mm, like, okay. They have a way of, of doing that. It, <laughs> it could be, device. it could be sort of like who framed Roger Rabbit, you know, how like the cartoons, that's what I like, was, that's also where my brain went as maybe well. Maybe like they're turning the cartoons into slime, like, which is kind of brutal or whatever. But like, I, was thinking, I do kind of like the moment have a thing where they turn cartoons into slime mm-hmm. and it's like, and then you stole all of it. So now we have to, I don't know. I, that might be too much. I think maybe they just have a way that they can like turn that they're going to like, process nicktoon land down into slime okay okay uh so let's i mean i think we follow league of their own slash space jam at that point of like some training montage and then the big game like i don't think we need mm-hmm. a huge like really arcs for anybody well how do, well um, uh a la stealing people's talent uh how do the oh, how sure, do the moment sure, sure. become good at baseball do they steal the talent of actual baseball players like they go back and they both go back they go to like current baseball players for like the cubs or the yankees or something they just steal their talent and they become like actual or they skill they steal their skill tm so it's not an actual like copyright right issue. so repeating exactly what you said they take steroids got it okay the mole men just roid up. They just roid up, and uh, they and they play ball. <laughs> um, Maybe okay. This is a little weird, you know. At this point, uh, what if they inject themselves with the slime and it makes them uh, fucking jacked? I, that that that'd be fine. I like that. But I also have a really funny idea. As as we are going yeah. off the rails, they um see what they did. See what the um the Nicktoons did to get like actual like baseball players to stack their team. So they try to get a baseball guy, and they get um, uh, not the real one, but uh, B- the Billy Bean character, Brad Pitt's character from uh, from Moneyball, who is okay. able to analyze sports statistics and like use the use the numbers against like the team or whatever, like to like build their team well, like or something like Sorry, that. Sorry, is this now also somehow a Moneyball sequel? Maybe a little bit. Or maybe they just steal real. Let's just tie in as many baseball movies as we can. Kevin Costner goes up to build the stadium they play. Yeah, in. and um, the kid in King Arthur's court. Uh, <laughs> fuck it, because he oh, dropped because th- he dropped through a fucking uh, a, a dugout to go to the King Arthur's court. Uh, they get him. They also get um, the rookie of the rookie, year. Is the rookie pitcher. of the year is the pitcher. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, Angels in the outfield uh, come in. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're we're getting off the rails, but yes, all this stuff. The Sandlot shows. All up. this stuff uh, happens, uh, like uh, like in the new movie, like in the new Space Jam or whatever. It seems like oh, like fucking Yogi Bear is gonna fall from the sky at some point during it. Yeah, so let's let's put this in that like Kevin Costner, the Sandlot, Angel Sandlot, all those characters like in the stands mm-hmm. as the Ricks and Peaches take on the Mole the Men. Mole men. Uh, who have Moneyball tactics yeah. and ways to uh, <laughs> Oh my god, so fucking stupid. Um, 
God damn it. Jesus Christ. Thing is, Medicine is head and hands. Uh, well, the thing is now is like besides that they play you know, baseball yeah. back and forth, like what happens? Like I guess they play dirty or something and like I don't know a lot about baseball, despite me going to two games in two weeks uh, or three weeks or whatever. I don't have a, an intimate experience with baseball, so I can't speak to it really. But if we're kind of copying or we're not copying and pasting the original Space Jam or whatever, um, that an idea could like ahead, like sorry. they start playing dirty, they start injuring players like um, maybe we should build the team a little bit um, to maybe that would give like some sort of like because um, there are nine players on a on the field right and then there's more sure. in the dugout um oh. so i think four of the players are um lot dotty kit may and um rosie o'donnell's character doris i think or is that right? I think that's right. It's something like that. So we have, looks like first base, all the outfield, and then shortstop. Got it. Uh, so, and I think we can swap people in and out through the games. Because, like, Helga Pataki is the umpire in Hey Arnold. Mm. Or the, the catcher in Hey Arnold. And I, I got to see some scenes with Dottie and Helga fighting over who's going to be catching. Got it. So let's fill in some of them. So Kit is the pitcher, right? I want to get cat dog in here somewhere. Um, I like the idea that um, dog is um, maybe a good hitter, but um, cat is the manager of the team. <laughs> like he doesn't actually play. Like it's like some sort of like um, sort of like more managerial role. role. And he could also and and uh, dog could also be like center fielder or something like that. Oh, we'll have a great bit where Dottie's reading off like lineups or whatever, or the coaches, whoever they get for the coaches reading off lineups. Mm-hmm. Do we get Tom Hanks for this? Uh, all right, you decide. Is Hanks here? Yeah, let's say Hanks is Hanks here. Hanks is here. Hanks um, is home. He's the coach, and there's a great bit where he's reading the lineup, and he's like, all right, cat, first base, dog, second base, and you hear like a cough, and he looks up, and they're like, connect, obviously cat dogs, so they can't be at two different yeah, yeah, bases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's do. Let's see. We got. We have a pitcher, kit, catcher, Dottie. Dog is second baseman. Uh, and you said cat is first baseman. It's just like it's just. Like, well, it's mean. just like they don't. We don't stick with that. That's the joke. Is he try? He doesn't realize cat dog oh, okay. is one base. So he's like, all right, cat, first base, dog, second base. They he like a cough and he looks up over the paper and it's cat dog connected to the middle. There's no way they can play two separate bases. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Was the joke I was going Got for. It. So we can put like cat dog at second. Yeah, we'll put cat dog at second. Uh shortstop, we'll put Doris there. Um I think May May was definitely an outfielder. So we can put her at one of May is Madonna. Yes. Yes. Um so who are other out I kinda who are other outfielders? Fit- I want Phil and Will Deville. Phil and Will Deville. Uh, okay. Just the, the one, two babies as outfielders is very funny to me, and also they're the twins. Yeah. So uh, Phil can be left outfielder. Lil is right, uh, right fielder. Uh, so we need a a third baseman and then a first baseman, and then that's it. So what are some other properties we could do? Um, uh, Doug, Angry Beavers. 
was oh what my gosh yeah um daggett could be third baseman what's another nick tune we're kind of forgetting i feel like there's got to be one uh 90s oh i do have one thing that i'm going to insist on olmec from legends of the hidden temple is the announcer okay absolutely um, we are forgetting Wild Thornberries. Um, we oh. are forgetting Ren and Stimpy. We're forgetting Rocket Power, which they're... they're... I never really watched Ren and Stimpy, so that's really outside We are forgetting the literal sports show, Rocket Power. We don't have a Hey Arnold person out on the field, but we don't need to have it on the field. They could be hitters, right? I, uh, yeah, I have Helga at um, Catcher, and I put Gerald in as like other pitcher besides Kim. I'm going to put Crum in as the first baseman. Crum. Because he has, he holds his eyes um, in, in his funny. hands, and I think we can oh. do a great baseball <clears throat> thing, like where he accidentally throws one of his eyes at like second oh, no. base. Yeah. The problem, that, that's great, because at the end, they we they win by doing some like rookie of the year yes. chicanery, and he throws his eye, but not the ball. Mm-hmm. So they think that he doesn't have the ball anymore. And they're so he tags them out with the baseball. Like they draw a pupil on the baseball. Yeah. And the rookie of the year kid in the in the stands is like, ha, huh, that's a great one. He, he's like, he pre- there's a class that they cut to him and they're like, I appreciate that. Crumb points up to him in the stands yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Cool. And All right. So we have, let's, let's line up a few fun batters then because we filled out the field um, at this point. What is the wild kid's name in Wild Thornberries? Donnie. Donnie. I think Donnie. Um, yeah, Donnie is. I think he's a great hitter because um, he's just like a wild person. And like, I think there's like a scene where he like doesn't run to the right base. He runs around the field like wildly at one point. Um, um, I'm putting Doug in as a batter because there's a bit where he daydreams a whole Quail Man story, mm-hmm. and then they like when he comes out of it, he's not been paying attention, and, he and the out. the yeah, like they've thrown three right across the plate, and he hasn't swung, so there are strikes. Yeah. And so he just is like out because he daydreamed a whole Quail Man episode. Yeah, or something. yeah. He gets out because he daydreams himself <clears throat> into losing. Um, there's Rocco's Modern Life. We could do. Um, um, I'm also going to put Norbert from Angry Beavers in just so we can have a great scene where he's holding the bat and they throw the ball and then he hits it with his tail instead of the that's bat. That's great. That's great. Great, great. This is what this is about. Um. <laughs> This is what Penny Marshall would have won. Yeah, this is what Penny Marshall really was thinking. Um, the clues are there in League of Their Own if you really stop mm-hmm. and look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at this picture of all these people. I didn't like Ren and Stimpy, so I don't really care if we have them in. I never watched Ren and um, Stimpy. There's the Wild Thornberries. I don't think Eliza Ka- or uh, Deb. Is Kablam, Kablam in the 90s? Yep. Um, we, it's like, I liked Action Team now, but they're not really cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could do, we could do one of the Kablam guys. I kind of like them as like color commentators or they're like the people on the field, like interviewing the players or something like that. Yeah. I think we'll cut back to like, cause I really want Olmec, the giant mm-hmm. stone head from which is the hidden temple as the announcer will be like, now over to the field where blah, blah, like. Yeah. There's fairly odd parents. That's a little bit later as well. That's a little, but, later. um, that's in this picture that I'm looking at here. Um, Rocket Power. I don't believe we have anyone yet. Um, which is Otto. There's Squib, or sorry, not Squib, Squid. Uh, there's Reggie, and then there's the kid with the camera, which I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, Pelswick's in the stands. Um, 
uh, as told by Ginger, uh, they're they're there as well. Okay, so I think we built our team enough. Like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like we're just coming up with. Like, so, right now, our batters that we have are all the characters from A League of Their Own: uh, Phil and Lil Deville, <laughs> Cat Dog, Donnie from The Wild Thornberries, Doug Norbert from Angry Beavers, and Reptar. Yeah. Oh, and Crumb. Do we want to put Crumb in? Um. Crumb is the first baseman. Um, right. Oh, yeah. The Crumb is a batter. We could also put... What's the one who's like an umbrella um, handle? That shoot, like, uh, she's... Uh, uh, Alina? Or uh, Olmina? Yeah. Or Olina or something like that? We could include her and she could use her body as a bat. And That's true. Ball, like... That's fine. Um, out in the... Uh, on the score cart, like, um, the the scoring mm-hmm. system isn't actually a... Um, isn't electronic. It's actually chalk and the kid from Chalk Zones out there. Um... <laughs> This is not a League of Their Own sequel. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm going to say we're at like one hour 13 in the record. And I do not know if this is a League of Their Own sequel. Um, it's super it's not. It's super not. And um, there's like two options. One would be to start over. No. Um, I mean, we wouldn't delete this. We'd save this for like a bonus episode or something. Yeah. But. but we can bring it back around. Like, I mean, the, I, I think we fail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't do it. We did not do yeah. it. Um, we basically just like baseballed uh, Nicktoons. And because, because there are moments here too, like we'd have to like come up with like some sort of plot. Um, we did. Right. I think there's like a training where they actually teach them how to play baseball. Yeah. Like, I mean that happens. I don't. It's not like we didn't mm-hmm. overlook that. I just assumed that was kind of an aspect of the movie we didn't have to cover. That they taught the Nicktoons how to play baseball like professionals to defeat the moment, so their home world isn't turned into slime. Yeah, yeah. And Mark Summers isn't devoured. Yeah, Mark Summers is constantly in the stands, like he's tied up. Um, and but yeah, as far as like a League of Their Own aspect, like. I don't know what their arcs are like besides like this is like one last game. Let's um I mean one last job I think is a big part of it. Um also we could fuck around with the premise like the idea of baseball as a statistical engine or baseball as um a, a game of grit and passion where miracles can happen. Yeah. Like there's, I, I see baseball talked about in two ways. One is the statistical machine, and the other one is like the magic of baseball because any pitch could be a home run that mm-hmm. wins. Like you know the that idea, and it's like those two ideas are usually at odds. We could go with that for League of Their Own, like yeah, um, because they're bringing in Brad Pitt's character from Moneyball mm-hmm. to um, win alongside steroids. Um, the Nicktoons could start to get, or the League of Their Own cast could kind of get like. Well, I don't know how we beat. Like, you can't beat that. I'm like, yeah, but baseball is not about math. Like the like the Nicktoons can teach them to love baseball again. Maybe they don't like baseball. Maybe this is like right after the league shut down. There, a lot of them were disillusioned mm. with baseball. Um, so their love of the game is lost. The Nicktoons teach them to love baseball. Again. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it could be. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of work here. So Dottie. Dottie has gone home and is with kids. The fun is over. It's time for the yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. Dottie has gone home and has started her family life. I think they have some kids. And then, like, 
she suddenly gets transported along with Kit and the three other, like, I think it's only them and Tom Hanks, like, that get transported back. It's like, oh, you 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 four were the pillars of the team, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they um, don't actually play baseball anymore. They wash out of the league or they just don't do it anymore. And it is about, mm-hmm. maybe it becomes a little bit more of, like, Dottie's story a little bit about like kind of re making her fall in love with the game and get back into it and like kind of like focus mm-hmm. on it a little bit more just like because in in the first in the league of their own she has a whole thing when she's older she's like oh this didn't even actually mean a lot to me this wasn't like this wasn't that important this is just a small part of my life right um and her daughter's like you're lying to yourself right now like this wasn't obviously a big part of your life and like that you sort of pine for right um mm-hmm. so maybe that is kind of like the actual like human story of this while she is helping um the nicktoons save their land with a baseball game a from, from a mole man baseball game um how how it ends maybe is like maybe it's finding the fun in it for all of them too because it's like maybe they lose maybe they lose the fun sort of like you said like uh that they lose the fun in it and they realize that oh this game can be fun and can like be like inspirational and um it's not like you play some baseball has a lot of games in it like you play a lot of you play the same team like many times over and over again Mm -hmm. it could be sort of monotonous um but it is about creating like the story like you think you, you hear about like sports stories like like it's about creating a, a, a an amazing story um <laughs> that a, a game that people talk about years and decades later um and i like yeah. that and you know that's us adding some like sprinkled on inspirational stuff on this like crazy nicktoons adventure I, yeah like, i mean Again, you said this at the beginning of the episode. There wasn't really like a good movie for us to make here. I'm sure a good sequel to this movie could be made. We're not the ones to do it. No, so, like, like I'm generally fine with like building a ludicrous premise, setting everything up, and then kind of going back and being like, "And here's the story part of it." Because like <laughs> this outlining that bit by bit throughout the pitch, it would not have been an, at all enjoyable to listen no, to. Not not really. Um, us very excitedly deciding who the fuck is the batting lineup for a Nicktoons baseball team against the Molemen, who are angry that Nickelodeon uh, fracked all of their slime away, mm-hmm. so that they've held Mark Summers hostage and are forcing the Nicktoons into a trial by combat baseball game, in which Mr. Dink's uh, base or whatever machine accidentally summons Tom Hanks and the Rixton Peaches as their modern day selves to play this baseball game. That's much more fun to listen to. That was a very fun three sentences to say. We may get sued to oblivion, but we did it. I think we probably broke the Geneva Conventions with this one. Uh, I'm going to say that we asked the question. Did we do it? I think we did it. <laughs> there are quotes. I mean, you're right. For the Possibly for the first time ever. The answer is no. But, we did. Yeah, we did it. We are. We are. We have finished. Yeah. We, we have finished. We have done it. Eh. Um, yeah no one can see the quotation yeah no one can see it but they're implied right um Mm -hmm. but yeah um we one thing we did do though 
here are the things we did do. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. Okay. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We reminded ourselves of some old Nicktoons of the past, like Chalk Zone. Everybody looked at all out on the field. Everybody's favorite Nicktoon Chalk Zone that was on. Um, and Rudy's got the chalk. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, we have that really fun crumb baseball uh, switcheroo, and that's how they win the game. Um, so yeah, I think in we did it. We had a lot of fun. So. <laughs> Well, what do we call it? Oh, fuck. What do we oh, call the lot of fun we had? Oh, fuck. A league of their Nicktoons. A league of... I mean, a Space Jam of their own is still on the table, although I don't know if we could call it Space Jam. Um, it, a Space Jam of their own is a funny uh, thing because it's like... Because this whole thing is being marketed as... Or it is like a knockoff Space Jam, right? So, like, a Space Jam of mm-hmm. their own is kind of a funny uh, title for an episode. I don't know if that's what the movie is called. But, like, mm-hmm. in if, if, our show, if our show was a TV show, it would be a Space Jam of their own, right? Well, let's... If we don't come up with anything else in the next, like, minute or so, let's just go with that then. I mean, we did call it... Holes two colon the lost empire in parentheses Dule Hill was Poseidon the whole time. I mean, we called it Super Mario Bros. colon the movie colon two colon Mario's missing colon the movie. Correction, Daniel did that. <laughs> right. I mean, the show in general. Um, League of Their Own two are Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> League of Their Own two. We're sorry. League of Their Own two. This one is a crime. See, that's how we get people to think that it's a heist movie. That was my third idea that we never got, that we didn't get to because we dug into this, was that the those old women have to steal something from the baseball museum. Ooh. Um, that would have been good. Well. Yeah. Uh, we have this. A League of Their Own 2, Slime Time. That's not bad. There is the, like, slide into home. A League of Their Own 2, Slime into Home, but that just sounds gross. I'll let you decide. What do you think of all of those? We probably reached that minute. Uh, we're going with a space jam of their own yeah i think that that has the seo it's got and it, it is exactly what this is it is giving these amazing field ball players their own space jam i'm putting it in quotes it is a space jam of their own space wait space jam in quotes or uh no the i was gonna put the entire thing a space jam of their own it, um <laughs> somehow putting the entire title in quotes seems more egregious than the number of colons daniel put into that super mario (laughs) sequel um i mean you're the one who's doing the edit so you get to decide if those quotation marks yeah i'll I'll decide where there's definitely gonna be quotation marks somewhere um well there you have it everyone (laughs) space jam of their own (laughs) if we if we did it that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including uh, the We're Sorry section of the gift card rack. If you also would like us to further apologize, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com, and our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. As always, it's spelled E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in SQL. We'd appreciate it if you give us a rating and a review. Uh, five stars would be great. I mean, at this point, we don't deserve it. Zero stars is fine. Um, just really bring us to task for a space jam of their own. Put the quotation marks wherever you want on mm-hmm. that at that point. Uh, dealer's choice. 
Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps Strutting, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. Next time, Madison and I are joined by Jackson Eflin to either win a gymnastics or go to jail. And stick it to. Wow. Hmm. So, for the equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. If you get on this trip, you will have a cardiovasectomy. I will have a cardiovasectomy. We're sorry. We're sorry. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me. Thank mm-hmm. you.